take your chances when you get them. And, um, and then being caught out by a sort of sucker punch goal, really, with a big hoof up the top, up, upfield, and uh, a mistake by one of our defenders, and, uh, and and the guy scores. So, and that was it. Um, and it stayed that way all the way through the match. And uh, you know, O'Hare should have scored, shouldn't he? And, you know, right at the death, we had a great chance to, to to score as well. And we just, I just thought we deserved something out of the game. It was so frustrating. Yeah, but you know, sometimes in football we don't always get what you deserve, and you've got to take those chances. And, and I think Leeds just showed, you know, they're, they're just ruthless, and they didn't they didn't offer a great deal throughout the ninety minutes. But when they got that chance, they took it. I and mean, then once they got the goal, they got something to hold on to. That's the thing. They can defend, they can make the game bitty, they can win fouls, and and then it's up to us to make the running. And I think the goal was just was very very poor defending by Michael Rose. It's a long kick. Um, it looks to me like he's just lost concentration and and you know it's easy it's a good finish by their striker um i think it's um adebayo who's pretty prolific for them um danny with that goal i mean it seems to me we seem to see a lot of goals on on the right hand side and and more seems to get beaten off more seems to get beaten on the far post it's a bit i don't know if it's more fault i don't necessarily think i think the, the blame needs to probably be pinned firmly on on rose's shoulders but my concern is that the amount of goals we can see on the right hand side, particularly at home this season, is quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of teams have targeted that area, haven't they? I think I think Blackpool scored from that sort of area. Uh, I think QPR scored from that area. Obviously, the goal um, Luton scored was again from there. But it's it's more about our formation, I think, because we play three at the back. Our fullbacks bomb up, and then. It, his manager's doing their homework on us, really. I mean, to be, it's just a long ball over the top, isn't it? And then it catches one of the three centre-halves out and the guy just comes in and scores. So, I think it's, yeah, it's it's not brilliant, but hopefully, hopefully High will be back on Saturday. I mean, like, he has been caught out a few times, but hopefully High will be back on Saturday and come back nice and fresh and hopefully make that, on, that area a little bit solid. But, We've also been caught out down the other side as well, to be fair. We just, with Matson and um, Kane, they're more, they are like playing as almost wingers. So it does sometimes leave us sort of a bit short at the back. But I do like the formation we play, but I think teams have worked us out slightly with our formation. Um, so next season, probably not this season, I'd probably look at trying to have a plan B, really, because we constantly play three at the back. It'd be nice to try and put another formation in there if things aren't going our way and things like that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think the other thing is, yeah, I think that's one thing. I just think also the amount of shots we have that go straight at the goalkeeper or it gets blocked, it just frustrates the hell out of me. Um, I, mean, I mean, that one, that O'Hare one, right at the end, that was a, a, probably one of our best chances. And, and Tavares came on, again, I think he's been brilliant. In the, in, the, in, the, in the minutes he's come on for us and I think Robbins has used him well in the sense of he's not he's not sort of you know he's just bringing on bits and bobs and giving 15 20 minutes here and there but we, we've got to take them chances it's just frustrating for me you know we, we always seem to hit the goalkeeper and particularly O'Hare it's like try and hit it to the side you know either side of the keeper it's just it's frustrates the hell out of me the problem we have with our finishing is we if you look at top-class finishers, I think Andre Gray scored a goal against us 
you don't have to break the back of the net. Every time we get a chance, we're, we're trying to break the back of the net. You need to sort of place it. And I think if the, the chance that Jokeres had, which was a sort of, they scored from about 10 seconds later, then if that falls to Godden, that's a goal because Godden would sort of, I think Jokeres seems to scuff, tries to blast it and scuffs a lot of shots. I think if that's Godden, he sort of loops it over the keeper. Um, yeah. Also, if you look into our matches, we're not actually conceding a lot of chances against us. But the problem is, if teams are creating, say, two or three chances, and they're scoring at least one of them. So, yeah. I mean, how many saves has Simon Moore made against Swansea, and how many did he make against Luton? Yet we've conceded four goals in the games. So, it's yeah. we need to sort out defensively. I think we're doing okay, but we just lapse in concentration at times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we came back in. Um, obviously, that's our second second uh, defeat on the trot. First time this season that's happened. Um, are you concerned at all by the form by the side? Uh, I think I think it's still a charm. I mean, I'd never say never really in this league because. You know, you have two defeats on the trot, and yeah, it's frustrating. But if you, we could go now and get three wins on the trot, you know, you, you just don't know, do you, in this division? I know it's uh, probably unlikely we get three wins on the trot, but it's possible. Anything's possible in this in this league. Uh, but we just, it's all about. I mean, we came back from last time we got beat by Luton, didn't we? Came back and beat Fulham four-one, if you remember. Um, so I wouldn't rule out anything really. Um, it's down to on the day, and uh, they've got to regroup. They've got to get together, and they've got to, you know, realise that the season's still alive. It's still only what I think it's five points. Is it five, six points maybe off off the playoffs? So, you know, it's it's, it's a couple of wins, and you're back up there, aren't you again? Uh, but we are running out of games, so uh, we need to get our act together quickly. And especially if we're playing teams in and around us, it obviously helps. But uh, yeah, we, we need a we need to desperately get back to winning ways at ASAP if we're going to have any chance of, of finishing in the top six. Yeah, uh, and also I think I think the key to that, Danny, I'd say Gustavo Hainer's form. I think he's been playing our best player. I thought on Tuesday night, and I think you know we're going to need him in top form for Saturday. That's that game on Tuesday night was the best game I've ever seen him play. He he got that new contract, I think it was Monday, or was it the day before? And yeah. I've never seen a performance as good as that from one of our midfielders for a long, long time. He was literally the best player on the pitch by a country mile. He was yeah. driving from that midfield. He was nipping in and getting the ball from their players. He just looked unbelievable. I mean, he, he can be hit and miss at times, but that performance on Tuesday night was unbelievable, I thought. Yeah. No, I, I think... I thought I thought he, he ran the show really well, and I think I think as you say, I think he's he's been he's been playing some he's been playing really well, and I think uh, hopefully that that will carry on. I think it's a I think it's the sort of game we should have got something out of. I'm not massively concerned by the form, but I think what I'm concerned about is the lack of um, just we seem to just to switch off a bit too easy for me in defence, and then we 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 make life hard for ourselves. And this is another game where we should have got something out of it, really. I thought Luton were, you know, a decent side. Um, I don't, I don't see them being, um, I don't see them going getting promoted or even getting the playoffs. I think I, 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 I'm not of that opinion. But 
you know, it's just frustrating. We, we should have got something out of that game, but never mind. Let's let's move on. Um, let's focus on our opponents on um, on Saturday. We've got Sheffield United, and delighted to say Ben from Travelling Blade is with us tonight. Welcome to our podcast, Ben. Um, obviously, last time we spoke, um, the 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 chat was very kind of downbeat about Sheffield United last time we spoke and um, nothing great. But since then, um, forms, you know, Paul Heckingbottom's now in charge, um, replacing Slasiko Jakanovic. Uh, form, form's re-improved and he had a great win against Middlesbrough. Um, tell us more about um, how United are playing um, under Heckingbottom. Um, overall, do you have, do you feel positive about things now and, and do you think you can get the playoffs this season? Um, I think since Heckingbottom came in, uh, when he came in, I thought, oh, why have we got him here? I thought it's just an easy option, a cheap option, a yes man. Uh, but I'm glad they've been proven wrong. Um, we had a very busy February. I think we had seven games. Uh, we started to get a bit tired towards the end. A couple of injuries taking its toll. Some of those are still in place now. But over like February and that, just started uh, really playing some, uh, even before February and that, um, just playing some really good positive uh, attacking football and when we had Slav it was just very very boring to watch very basic very very negative it like no one everyone to get the ball and didn't want to run forward with it whereas now um, you're seeing players like it's a whole different like, it's like we've got a new team it's really positive mindset and that's led into good results and it's just spiralled you know into you know picked up a load of momentum the good performance has just improved and the positivity so everyone's really positive around the club still got a couple of injuries Playoffs, uh, as it stands, I would be disappointed if we didn't get them. I think we've done so well to get where we are, especially considering um, where we were for a long spell of the season. I can't remember exactly where we were where Heckingbottom came in, um, but I know like, we were sort of around the 16th mark, I think, just at doldrums of mid-table. It, it was becoming a nothing season. Quite disappointed because I think usually United are... We're either involved in relegation or promotion in one way or another. So there's usually something going on. But that the start of the season, we're just thinking we're just making up making up the numbers in the league, just becoming a faceless club. The hecking bottom is coming with Stuart McCall and Jack Lester, uh, and he's given us a proper identity back. And it, it's getting close to how good we were under Chris Wilder. Ironically, we beat him four-one the other day. But that championship promotion season under Chris Wilder, we're getting close to how good we were then. Uh, maybe not just quite as good, but not not you know not quite the same. Similar formation. I've done a few play the same that five three two kind of thing, which is what we mm. played under Wilder. I think Slav tried to experiment it a bit, but it just didn't work. And we're back to you know it's just really good to have a a bit of identity about us. And you're just seeing us really, um, whether it be home or away. That said, our last away game at Millwall was absolutely dire. To be fair, so hopefully it's a bit better this coming Saturday. But just last, you know, and even the Blackburn game, uh, not, sorry, the Black, the Forest game, we were poor then. But like just uh, the Tuesday night game, just a real identity was real good attacking, positive, fast flowing football, brilliant individual performances and a real uh, just sense of identity and a real connection between the management, the players and the fans at the minute. And we're, it feels like everything's pulled in the right direction. Hopefully this is a positive momentum just continues and grows. I hope you'll continue after this game, but yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Ken, I've got, you got a question? Yeah, I've got a couple of questions, actually. Uh, are you all right, mate? Um, just Chris Wilder, obviously you played Middlesbrough during the week, didn't you? Um, did you get a good reception on his return? Because he, he was quite popular, wasn't he? 
Yeah, obviously Chris Wilder is pretty much uh, still a god at Bramall Lane. I think um, he's considered one of, if not the best manager we've ever had. He did get a clap. Um, it was one thing on Twitter before I was going, oh, how do we react? How do we react? And I think the general consensus was give him a real good round of applause and uh, and then get right into them. I mean, my, I myself, as much as I loved Wilder, I was, I was a bit torn, really. Man was sort of like a half-hearted clap. I imagine some people probably criticised me for but. I just sort of want, uh, as much as I loved him and that, I just want to sort of, I suppose, just try and, he's now an opposition manager and it was a game and I'm, I felt like it was almost disrespectful to Hecky a bit, but um, we were straight into um, the Hecky and Stuart McCall chant after. And as much as a lot of people really, you know, clapping Wilder, um, I think as soon as it became 3-0, there were chants of Wilder, what's the score? So uh, fickle as ever from shipping <laughs> it. It was a, a real case of the king is dead, long live the king and yeah. I was very tough for Heckingbottom because obviously Wilder, we all know uh, what a brilliant job uh, he's, he did with us, you know, getting us up from mid-table League One to the Prem. He's doing a really good job with Middlesbrough now. Um, so he's obviously, obviously he's proven himself as a manager. Heckingbottom's never really had that much success as a manager. He's not done anything particularly wrong, but he's just he's never hit the heights that Wilder has. And we're thinking, oh, you know, and I was just dead. Obviously, I was happy with the result and the performance, but I was really happy for Heckingbottom as well to come up against uh, such a worthy adversary as Wilder, um, and I, I, I was I was quite worried about that game, more because the, the thing I was worried about with Wilder was not like because of the reception. I was just thinking, after Heckingbottom, he knows our players better than anyone. And uh, to be fair, he didn't really like there was things like we thinking like oh one of our midfielders Norwood who is absolutely brilliant, but if he's under pressure, he sort of crumbles and cracks. And Wilder should have known that because of the last season he had with us. And he didn't put anyone on him. He's thinking like it's like he'd forgotten about all our players' weaknesses, and he just went all out the window. But I was dead chuffed for Heckingbottom to come up like uh, against someone as good as Wilder. And I was very disappointed with Middlesbrough, to be honest. Um, seen a couple of their cup games recently, and I thought we we're going to have a really hard game tonight. And their back line just uh, fell apart. It was absolutely awful. And the goals we were scoring, it was like I was celebrating them. I was like, that's that's a bit too easy, to be fair. You know, we're often having to really fight for goals, but it was sort of like they just were a bit. Uh, looked really quite frightened, but yeah, it was a he got a good reception, but I don't think he enjoyed his trip too much. Gladly, yeah, I was, I was going to mention about Bishart, what a fantastic uh servant he's been for you. And, and, and it looks at one stage he was going to leave you, didn't he, in the summer? And then he's still there and he's still knocking the goals in, isn't he? Yeah, I know. I think in the Premier League, he didn't play too much. Um, when he did play, he got a couple of goals here and there, but he didn't feature too much in the Premier League in either season. And it was like, oh, you know, I think I think he's I think he's currently 36. Uh, I might be wrong with that, but he's around that 35, 36 mark. And I think also, um, obviously, I know we look at Sheffield United fans. We look at Billy Sharp with blades tinted glasses because he's literally one of our own. Uh, you know, he, he loves the club, always has done. But I think if his name was like, I don't know, say if he was just some like Italian guy that did, didn't have any interest in Sheffield football, um, his record this season has been absolutely brilliant and. Not just not just good for his age. Like um, I think he's on 13 goals, and I think he might even be on like he's got a couple of assists as well. He might be on like 19 goals and assists this season, but he's got 13 goals. He's, he's our top scorer, and he might even be our top assist. Gibbs White might have pipped him on that, but if you look at goals and assists, he's top of the list for Sheffield. So not isn't we don't just love him because it's Billy Sharp and it's where the Rovers he supports. He put he actually is arguably our best player and him and Gibbs White together is our answer to Kane and Son uh, they assist each other quite a lot to be fair 
Uh, Gibbs White is absolutely brilliant. I don't know if he actually missed a, quite an easy through one on one, but then did sort of a, a back heel, um, almost like Rabona goal in the second half for, to put us 4 1 up. And he's on loan from Wolves and he's been an absolute revelation for us. And I don't know if we'll, we'll, we'll be able to keep him. I think it would require us getting promoted to keep him. But those two, along with Sander Berger, who's playing in a more attacking position and really found his feet there. They're sort of our uh, trinity of attacking threat, to, uh, which I suppose for Coventry fans to look out for. If we've got all those three firing together on Saturday, that's our best chance of getting three points. Yeah, well, let's hope we keep, keep them quiet on Saturday. <laughs> how's, um, how's John Fleck been playing as well? Obviously, ex Coventry player. Yeah, it's sort of a shame he came off injured uh, the other night, uh, but he was his last couple of games he's been getting back to his best sort of that. Nice mix of uh, a bit of grit in midfield, but also a bit of finesse as well. Which what you know, John Fleck has always been for us. You know, can play a nice pass, but can throw in a nice gritty tackle here and there. And it, you know, he, he had the uh, had the episode at Reading, so he was out for a couple of months and got back in. And he's always been a bit of a slow starter, Fleck. I remember even under the Wilder days, like Fleck would always take a bit to a few games where he'd find in his feet. But then once he got back up to speed, he was like, oh wow, he's back to. Prime Fleck, and he was just about getting there. Um, and then he came off injured the other day. I think it's not too serious. I think saw something today that said it'd be like a matter of days rather than weeks. But I don't think he'll be involved in Saturday in any capacity. But yeah, John Fleck, he's another, uh, maybe not quite the same level as Billy Sharp, but he's another Sheffield United legend, you know, who was, it was with us. It was a key player when we won League One with 100 points. It was key to our promotion. And then when we got to the Premier League, I'm pretty sure he was our top scorer that season. So, He's another genuine Sheffield United legend. Uh, we all love him. But it's just a shame that he got a bit of an injury, so I don't think he'll be involved, which I think he'll be gutted about because uh, he started the last couple of games now. And I think if he were choosing our best 11 at the minute, he would be in there if fit. So it's a real shame that he won't be featuring. But yeah, it's been a, a stop-start season for him. Um, but yeah, it was he was just about getting back to some of his best form and then uh, got a bit of an injury. So a shame there. Yeah, I'm hoping that Fodringham might uh, another miss kicks, which uh, he did on Tuesday night. Yeah. That was a pretty, that was a pretty horror show, wasn't it? I think he was being humble and trying to prove that he's human. After two two penalty saves in consecutive home games, I think he was just saying, you know, they're on to me, you know. So I need to like just show I'm a bit human. So I remember saying, I think we'll let him off. We'll let him off with a mistake that didn't change the result after two. Uh, penalty saves that did, but yeah, he's been he's been brilliant for this season. I think Wilder brought him in in the prem. And we're thinking, oh, it's just another passenger. And um, we had we had we had we had Olsen who wasn't good. We had Verts who was awful, and we sort of thought, well, we're left with Wes and came in, and then we thought, oh, he's actually quite good, and he's been absolutely brilliant. I think he's got a record clean sheets in the league, and I think he's played like significantly less games than a lot of the other keepers up there. But um, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it was a bit of a wake-up call for him that he can't get too complacent. Um, but yeah, hopefully he has another another brilliant game and hopefully you'll get a penalty because I'll be like, relax, I might just go down for a pint if you get one because I know Wes has got it so covered. Fair enough. Danny, got a question? Yeah, talking of goalkeepers, just your opinion on uh, Simon Moore. I, I'm quite looking forward to, to Saturday, really, because he, I know he's a big mate of Billy Sharp. So... It could work in either player's advantage, really. Sharp, obviously, might know how he reacts to when he's through on goal and things like that. So, it'll be, be interesting to see how he goes on Saturday. But what was... I didn't really know a lot about him before he came to us, but he's, he's done brilliantly for us. But 
what was, what's your opinion on him? Yeah, I'm glad to hear he's doing well. He's someone that's sort of um, uh, a still a bit of like a, a bit of an underrated legend. He's he's obviously he's not going to get the the limelight that like Sharp and even like Fleck Duffy Coots would have got, but uh, he came in that League One season. He was one of the one of the main reasons we won that league with a hundred points uh, so easily. It was absolutely brilliant. And then I think for some like, when we got promoted um, for one reason or another, Wilder was like sort of looking elsewhere. He played about half the season. We had Jamal Blackman on loan from. Um, from Chelsea at the time, and he's ended up playing. But I was sort of a bit ashamed because I was thinking, like, as much as I liked Jamal Blackman as well, I was like, you know, Simon Moore's been brilliant for us, and he was Simon Moore's one of them players where he, he was a hero, and then and then just his le- his legacy is sort of one of them players that you think absolute sound guy and a true servant to the club. Um, you know, even in the Premier League when we had to, um, <clears throat> either there was an injury to like Ramsdale, Henderson, or we were playing Man United, and he had to step in. Uh, just a true servant to the club, and I think, uh, I think it, I don't know if it was Dean Henderson or someone else said that like the reason that Dean Henderson was so good for us uh, was because of Simon Moore just pushing him and having a bit more experience, a couple couple of years older. And I think said so that's the reason why both Henderson and Ramsdale ended up being so brilliant for us because of Simon Moore. And I think he was a, I think he's sort of a exemplary professional from what all the managers have said, what the players have said, and um, yeah, he sort of peaked. He didn't get that many appearances for uh, for us towards the end, and some of them were a bit shaky here and there. But he'll always be remembered for how brilliant he was in that uh, Centurion season for us, uh, and he always did a job when we, you know, it was always just absolute, like I said, exemplary professional and a true servant to the club. And yeah, he's someone that will always be remembered fondly at Sheffield United. And uh, I think we we're always quite glad that to, when we heard and saw he was doing well, it was like, oh, that's good to see. His, you know, he's he's doing well because. It's someone that, you know, like I said, he was remembered fondly and I'm glad it's nice to see that he's got another job and he's playing regularly and not just playing regularly, it seems like he's doing really well. I think, I suppose, with the thing, him and Sharp knowing each other, um, I know Billy Sharp has got, I know it's not one of his old clubs, but he has got, he's played he's played against and, uh, you know, and with a lot of players and he, do, he does like to score against his old clubs. So I think he, he knows that many players now that he's either played with or against as, you probably be hard pushed to find someone in the the top four divisions that hasn't been against Billy Sharp. Um, I think there was a start the other day when we beat. Um, I think we I can't remember who it was at home, um, but I think basically like um, I think it was the Blackburn game when this lad missed a penalty. Somebody Johnson, and I think back in two thousand and four, Billy Sharp had scored uh, against the Scunthorpe side that his dad was in, and Sharp was like, "You're just making me feel ancient now." So. He's actually played like two different generations of players in his career now. So, yeah, but I think Simon Moore's good, but I'd hope that Sharp's been a bit inconsistent. He's sometimes seen chances, thinking he's buried this. He doesn't score it. Sometimes he gets a harder chance and scores it. But hopefully, um, hopefully Sharp has got the better of him on Saturday. I know um, Kyle, I think Kyle McFadzine um, is a Sheffield United fan. I'm sure I remember he got all his family out from Sheffield. So that should be quite an interesting matchup against Billy because I, I quite like McFazdin against like sort of strikers which haven't got that much pace because Billy Sharp's a six yard man, isn't he? Really now he's like a poacher, isn't he? Really, and well he can score yeah. from everywhere, but he's not really going to do you for pace. So I think it'll no, be an interesting matchup between them two. It's sort of strange. You can't. He, he's like he's not something think he's quick, but. Every now and again, he has this like really surprising turn of pace, and I think I can't remember which season it was. I don't think it was too long ago, and they did like I think they did like sort of like a sprint kind of thing, like just to measure the players' 
uh, pace. And I think somehow Sharp ended up top of that. And it's like thinking, how has he done that? And yeah, he's not he's not the quickest. Like it, it won't pop up like a Bamiyang, but every now and again he just has a little burst of pace. You're thinking like, how on earth? Like the other, the other night, thinking like, how on earth has he uh, done that? Like thinking, oh, there's got to be like a drugs check pending after that. But um, yeah, I suppose um, I think Sharp though. I think he's he's a good hold up player. Um, you know, arse and elbows out, proper gritty, and um, hopefully he gets him. Sometimes on the away games, he has gone a bit missing here and there. But if he's on his form, I think even if he doesn't score, I think McFadden will know he's had a game uh, that day. But I think if he, if he does his good hold-up job, players like um, you've got Gibbs White, who's pretty who's pretty nifty, and Sander Berger, who's um, he doesn't move, he doesn't like he's moving that fast, but he's like a baby giraffe. So one stride is like another player's like three strides. He's just absolutely gangly. The ball seems to stick to him. He draws a lot of fouls just because. He's just got legs everywhere and that. He's sort of like a daddy long legs running down the pitch. Some sort of lollops along. So hopefully if Sharp can get the hold up play and dispatch it to one of those two lads, um, hopefully we can. I heard you mention about the ball over the top. I, I can't see that being a, an asset for us because we've got Sharp, who's just not big enough. And then McBurney, who is big enough, but just doesn't know how to use his height. So we're more on the, uh, we try and play more uh, on the on the deck as much as we can. Not because we're trying to be like ticky tacky, just because we can't really do balls in the air that well. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I can't see us doing a long ball over the top on Saturday at all. So you should be safe on that. Yeah. Um, let's look at the game from the Coventry perspective. Um, Going to bring Ken back in. Uh, what changes would you anticipate Robbins will make for this game? Hmm. Um, I think he'll bring probably bring back. O'Hare to start with, uh, maybe Ben Chief as well. I think I think he'll make a couple of changes. Um, perhaps leaving Waghorn out and Waghorn and maybe maybe Jamie Allen. Um, we've got a few options, haven't we? Really, but I, I definitely O'Hare. I think will come back and start because he's um, and although he's not the great finisher as we know, he's certainly uh, a creator. And I think we're sort of lacking, you know, when he, when he when he came on the other night, he, he sort of lifted us a little bit and we sort of got going a little bit, but even though he missed that chance at the end. Um, but yeah, I expect at least a couple of changes, to be fair. And um, Wagon, for me, you know, though he puts himself about and stuff like that, and, and Robbins has said, oh, we've got to back him, and he's missed a lot of the season. He hasn't really you know, scored the goals that we need. And at the end of the day, if you're a striker, you need to score goals. And that's what you judge by at the end of the day. And he hasn't done enough scoring-wise. So um, I can't see him starting myself. I think Godden will start. Godden and Vic will start up front. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Danny, would you concur with that? And obviously, this is a, a massive game for us. You know, if we've got any chance of, you know, getting the playoffs, this is a game we've got to win, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Hyam will come in for Rose. I think Rose will be dropped. Um, feel a bit sorry for him really because yeah, he missed a header. And it can it can happen to anybody really, and he's he's generally done okay when he's come in. I would bring in Dabo. I would drop uh, Kane. Uh, bring him in. Um, I would probably go one up top to be honest. I think I'd go. I'd play two just behind Victor, or just play Godin up on top on his own with. Um, possibly Allen and um, O'Hare behind, um, and then potentially bringing bringing Sheaf in the middle. 
I think there'll be a, I think there'll be about four changes to be honest. Um, I, I don't know why, but I'm feeling very confident about this game. I've been saying it all week. I mean, I've, we tend to play better against better sides, and I think we we really shouldn't have lost the game the other day. We played quite well, to be fair, and I just think we've got Dabo's going to be nice and fresh. Hyam's going to be fresh. Godden should be he should be still okay because he's been out that long. Obviously, Sheaf as well. I think it's a I think it's a game we can really look forward to. I think we'll get a good result out of it. I could be wrong. <laughs> I probably get will. Stuff for it. Get, get stuff for it now, yeah. Uh, do, do you see, I mean, Robbins was very complimentary of, of Alan and Haynes' performance in particular on, on Tuesday night. Do you see Ben Sheed coming in for, for Alan or, or do you think, um, or, or not, basically? I think you definitely, I don't know, actually, because if you're saying uh, Norwood doesn't like to, doesn't like pressure on him, then it might be better to play Alan there because Alan's got bundles of energy, hasn't he? So Alan would be good to sort of close down. Um, I don't know. It's touch and go, but Sheaf was actually playing quite well before the Swansea game. So he, he could be, he could come back in, but he might keep Alan in. Um, I think there'll be, will, like you say, there will be a few changes. The other option possibly is you could you could maybe move, you know, like the Bristol City game, you could move Matson into more into that other number ten role with O'Hare, and then play Bidwell left back. I mean, that's another another position, another thing you could do possibly. Bidwell um, play that one front. Bidwell six weeks. Oh, apologies. Yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 goes oh, my plan. So Matson will be le- on the left. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shame, really. But yeah, Bidwell's yeah. out. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be I mean, look, as well O'Hare he's had a nice I don't know if he, if it was more of a break for him or, or if he was genuinely injured but he's had a nice sort of couple of weeks now his last 90 minutes was against Preston two weeks ago um, so he only got I think 15 to 20 minutes the other day so is he fit to play the full 90 so he we've got quite a few players to come in which should have quite a bit of energy You've got Tavares as well coming off the bench potentially. You know, his last few minutes hopefully can. Uh, I know I really like the Tavares. I think from the games I've seen, I mean, it's really positive. And he's one of them strikers. He's got pace. We don't have a lot of pace up front, do we? We've got, you know, I mean, Godden's our Billy Sharp. In, if you know, he's a six, you know, a six-yard box striker. You know, and 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 um, is 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 a workhorse, but he, he does a brilliant job at that. And I think Tavares. Um, I think could actually be key for this game for us. I really do. I think if we can keep it tight or if it's a one goal in it type of situation, I think he's the sort of guy who can come on and I think he can cause problems. So, yeah, I'm, I think it's one of them games. I, I can see goals in it. I, I think I think the, the previous game at Bramwell Lane was a cagey kind of nil-nil affair. And I, I just think this game is going to be a complete different game. I think, I think both teams are going to go for it. Both these are six points are really from the point of view of playoff contention. Obviously, yeah. Sheffield United in a decent position, but for us, it's it's a must-win game. Really, we can't we cannot afford to lose this game. Um, we need. I mean, a win would be would be marvellous. I think I'm not I'm not feeling massively confident. I think Sheffield United are a good side, um, and they should be up there if I have to be honest, because they come down to the Premier League, and you know they they should be challenging. So it's going to be a tough game. 
Um, let's go predictions. Um, gonna start with you, Ben, in the red corner. What's what's your what's, what's your view? Are you confident or not confident? That's fantastic. So, I mean, we have been playing really well, but I think our waveform it can be a bit of a roll of the dice. But um, I, th- I think I'll go two one to United. But I think it'll be a a hard fought win if we do win. And confident, not confident. Yeah, I'm confident. Um, as always at home, you've got to be confident. Uh, I'm going for two-one. Cov win. Ben, Danny, you, you said you were confident at the start there. What's uh, how do you think the game's going to go score-wise? Um, I think we'll go. Uh, I think we're going to try and get out of the blocks quite quickly, like we tried to do on against Luton, and we had that chance, didn't we, in the first 10-15 seconds? So I, I think we're going to. I think we're going to win two 0 I think we'll. I think we'll go sort of two them up quite quickly in the game with, say, 25, 30 minutes to go and then just sort of absorb the pressure and things like that. Sounds It sounds bizarre, but I've never been, I really am confident because I think it will be a good atmosphere. I think Sheffield United are probably going to bring, I guess, 4,000 with them because they're a yeah. good... Be, I reckon there'll be probably be 20,000 all in all in the stadium. Like, players that haven't played... That much recently, that should have a bit of energy. Um, and again, we've just got nothing to lose. Like we could lose every single game this season and still stay in the division. We've we've got nothing to lose at all. So why not just go for it? And I think we could be quite dangerous. I think we'll be smarting from the looting game as well. And just we won't want to lose another game. Like we've lost two. We've, it's the first time we've lost two on the spin all season. So I, I think the players would sort of. Feeling a little bit hard done by after the Luton result, but yeah, I, I think we're going to win. Well, I hope so. <laughs> what's, what's the score? What, what the score be? A two 0 Two 0 Um, you never guess what I'm going to say. I'm going to sit on the fence again. I think this one. Oh, that's a surprise. Like, yeah, I do like I do like seeing on fences. Um, but I think this one's going to be a Desmond two two, so I'm going to go two two. Um. <laughs> I just see goals this game. I think I think the, the previous game, the last game at Bramall Lane was a very it could have gone either way. I think we were the better side for about 70 minutes and we, we made a couple of substitutions and uh, United last 20 minutes looked really strong and they missed some decent chances. So I, I expect to see goals in this game. Um but I think you're right in what you that what you say, Danny. I think you know we will be smarting a bit from that Luton game because we shouldn't have lost that game. You know, we should have got at least a point. Um, my my concern is at the back. I think I think if Heim comes back in, I think that'll be a ma- that'll be massive for us. Um, I think the key jewels is is how we handle Billy Sharp, Morgan Gibbs White. I think the quality players, um, and how United handle Jokeres, possibly Matty Godden if um, if he starts. So I just I don't I just, I just be too too. I don't know. I, I think we can win this game. Um, you know, I, I do see where you're coming from, Danny, but I just, I don't know, I am just I just feel like we have a mistake in us every game. I don't know why. We make life hard for ourselves, so. I don't think we'll lose it, but I'm, I'm just thinking 2-2, so that's my view. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that rounds off tonight's show. So, I want to, fa- want to thank uh, regulars Danny White, Ken Stewart, and Ben Travelling Blade. Thanks for your time tonight. Uh, we've got another show uh, this Sunday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a win against Sheffield United and we've got uh, a couple of guests I've got surprise guests as well coming on the show 
Um, I would say he's a former Coventry City legend. It will be coming on our show, so he will be all be revealed in the near future. Uh, we've got a couple of guys coming from the whole pod as well. Victor Holland back um, will be on. So we'll be previewing the whole game as well. So thanks everyone for listening. Play up Sky Blues and we'll talk to you on Sunday. Good night. Mm-hmm.